Hey, I'm going to ask you a question. How's your sock drawer looking? Is it scary? Maybe it's time for a spring cleaning and refresh. Bombas just dropped a bunch of absurdly soft new socks, tees, and underwear to help you get that drawer in a better place while doing a little bit of good. Look, when I open up my uh, sock drawer and I see a clean pair of Bombas sitting on top, not only do my feet sort of jump for joy, but like... I can't wait to get them on my feet because I know they're going to be cozy. I know they're going to be the best socks in the house. And I know that they're going to keep me going all day long. They've got some great details that have been obsessed over, including the honeycomb arch support, which I love. Anti-blister tabs, which I also love. What that is, it's a little bit of a heel that goes up a little, just a just a smidge higher. Like in a, whatever the perfect amount higher is, that's how high it goes. Bombas has figured this out. Uh, and they've got cushioned footbeds that feel like little pillows on your feet. Not to mention the buttery soft tees and underwear with no itchy tags. Oh, I hate an itchy tag. And Bombas is like, don't worry about it. We do too. And look, the best thing about Bombas is that when you purchase an item, Bombas donates an item. That's right. Every time you buy their socks, tees, or underwear, you're also donating essential clothing to someone facing homelessness. To date, Bombas has donated over 100 million clothing items and counting. I mean, Bombas can make returns easy as well. I uh, don't know why you'd return anything because what? But they do have a 100% happiness guarantee. So if the dryer or your dog eats a sock or if you're unhappy with your purchase for virtually any reason, they'll do whatever they can to replace it and make it right. Bombas has a spring collection out right now. That means new colors and new fun. That's right. They have garden party socks that bring the party to your feet. They got stripes. They got florals. They've got vintagey colored rib socks. You know, those like... You know, uh, stripes on the top of it. It's like, oh, hey, look at me. I'm a vintage uh, soccer player or track person. They've got those, too. And they even have a new pointel sock with a frilly cuff. You know, for all you frill seekers out there, folks, all I'm saying is you heard me talk about Bombas for years now. I don't know why you haven't done anything about it. Get comfy this spring and give back with Bombas. Head over to bombas.com slash adventure and use the code adventure for 20% off your first purchase. That's B-O-M-B-A-S dot com slash adventure. Use the code adventure at checkout. Trust me, your feel thank you. Everybody, welcome to Matt and Dory's Excellent Adventure. I'm Matt. I am Dory. Good news. Um, I have decided that I'm not allowed to have my computer plugged in anymore. <laughs> You've all decided that for me. Uh, sorry about that. But look, it wasn't a great weekend for me regarding podcast editing and uh, posting every single thing I put up. There was something wrong with the file. It happened. It did. Sorry if you got James Bonding early. I would re-download it if you want to hear the commentary without the audio of the movie playing here and there. Oh, dear. Uh, yeah. Anyway, that being said, welcome to the show. Much to discuss. So much to discuss. Updates on fluid. Updates on on uh, fluid. <laughs> <laughs> um. And in and uh, you know more fun than you could shake up stick near. Okay. Yep. Uh, so 
here we go. News from the ultrasound. Dory had an ultrasound on Monday. Nope, Monday is correct. What week was that? This week? Wait, did we even introduce ourselves? Yeah, I said, welcome to Matt and Dory's Adventure. I'm Matt. Oh, and I said I'm Dory. And then I apologized. Oh, okay. You probably didn't hear it because you're not used to me apologizing. Um, Interesting. Little marriage joke, guys. (laughs) What's with men? (laughs) They don't apologize for nothing. Why has he got a hot wife? He's just a schlub. TV men. (laughs) Anyway. uh, Are we in a sitcom? Probably. (laughs) Someday. Um, yeah, so Monday, Dory went back for ultrasound, uh, number three? Uh, no, number four. Number four. I can't believe it. I know. So, the fourth ultrasound, as they say, fourth time's a charm. Um. Well, I had to do it because this was, this was not a regularly scheduled ultrasound. If you recall last week, my fluid was low and... Did, did we do the podcast post-fluid? Yes, we did it Tuesday night. Oh, okay. Aye, aye, aye. Yeah. Okay, so, so my appointment was, there you go. The appointment was Tuesday. We did the podcast Tuesday night. So my fluid was low. I was also about to go to New York. And as everyone knows, travel is very dehydrating. So my New doctor... New York is no place for water. <laughs> Up here, unless you're making bagels. So I said to my doctor, "Look, if you don't want me to go, I won't go." And she was like, "No, you can go, but if you like, if you if he stops moving, uh, I'm gonna have you go to a doctor and have your fluid level checked." And I was like, "Okay." And then she was like, it, "You know, it's either you're you're either dehydrated or your placenta stopped working." And, and like, as we all <laughs> I, I, we all presupposed last week that it was probably dehydration. Yes, due to the amount of time Dory was in bed and um. Uh, not not drinking water. So even here, though she drinks water during the night. So here is what I did, you guys. I drank so much water that I had to pee constantly. I also started putting two glasses of water by my bed. It's never been done before. It's in the history of water next it's to a bed. Revolutionary. Uh, it's never been done. Um on the plane ride back, I think I peed I peed at least five times. Oh my god. Did you have an aisle? Of course. Oh, that's great. Also, like, thank God I had an aisle because the two guys next to me were sleeping the entire time. Oh, that's good. I'm glad you had an aisle. Yeah. Like, if I'd been in the window, I don't know what I would have done. I I would have felt bad getting up. Right. I, I, I get that. Totally. Uh, so, but, you know, in the aisle, I was just like, boop, boop, boop. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, so, anyway, drank a lot. Also, added on the day before my appointment, I added some liquid iv to my water liquid iv sponsor of forever 35 podcast and hangovers everywhere <laughs> um they did they buy ads on this podcast no no they didn't uh which has electrolytes in it so i was like that'll give me like a little extra boost so i went in on monday originally she wanted me to come back two days later and i was mm-hmm. like nah, i'll be in new york um and my fluid had been at 8.9 on the previous Tuesday, and it was at almost 14. That's so many thingamajiggies. Yeah. And also, 14, my, what, milliliters? Unclear. Yeah, yeah. My fluid pocket, the MVP. The FP. Uh, 
the M- the MVP is the most valuable pocket. <laughs> oh, I was just saying fluid pocket, but I'm on board. There's like one pocket that's like the important pocket. There's a separate pocket? <laughs> yeah. There's apparently multiple fluid pockets. So many pockets. So many pockets, but this pocket looked great. She was thrilled. Also, it was the French ultrasound doc person. Oui. Oui. Um, and yeah, he was moving around. He blinked. She was very excited that he blinked. <laughs> she was like, oh, that is a good sign. I didn't get to see any of this. Yeah, you weren't there. Oh, also, he has hair. He has hair, everybody, in case you're wondering if he's going to take after me. <laughs> I guess he really is a Myra. Yeah. Um, so that's all good news over there. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I was stuck at work, so didn't couldn't quite make it, but I was really going to town on my licking. It's out of control. Buddy, slow down. Come on. All right. Anyway, uh, so we're good news. All good news there. Yeah, Dory's figured out the problem. She's addressed the problem with multiple glasses of water by the nightstand. It's never been done in the history of nightstands. Um, now, unless you're in the movie Signs, I had been peeing. Where she drinks multiple glasses of water all over the place. I had been peeing like once a night, and now I'm peeing like three, sometimes four times a night. She has been hitting me real hard on the snoring. Um, hasn't been fun for any of us. I had to go out to the, uh, I looked at my watch this morning and went, what time is it? Four o'clock? Okay, I'll go to the couch. And then I went out to our couch and uh, quite frankly, our couch is, I don't know, a thousand times more comfortable than our bed at this point. <laughs> like if I take those, if I take the back cushions off this joy bird bed, <laughs> not bed, I mean, it's a sleeper sofa, but I'm not using that part of it. I'm literally just taking the cushions off. It is a perfect size guys perfect i love it it's like <laughs> bo hang in there that was bo burping um it is really like uh just i don't know I, but i can't yeah you know, i never would start a night there mm. uh, unless we got into one of those classic tv fights <laughs> that has that ever happened on in television? No, no, in our in our marriage. Uh, we, I think once. once I started the evening on the yeah, couch, and then, and you then came I, back. I couldn't. I don't like to go to bed angry. I, yeah. And that kill that Dory gets very annoyed by that sometimes. I do. I'm like, well, we can't we can't go to bed fighting. It's still silly. I'm like, fine. Yeah. So, uh, um, but you know, as of it, it's hard. You know, I have these uh, early morning call times. I'm getting up at like uh, five. You know, like five fifty anyway. So when I, you know, the four o'clock, me looking at my clock and saying four o'clock, I was actually delighted. I was like, "Ooh, I get an actual hour and a half of sleep." Went out. Bo didn't even follow me. He was like, Meh. "Oh, he, oh, he was so out this morning that I got up at like like a little before seven, and his trainer was coming this morning at eight thirty. So at like ten of eight. I was like, okay, I need to take him out. And I go into the bedroom. That was Bo, not me. He was still curled up in bed. Completely not interested. Yeah, I mean, usually he'll at least like go, oh, is it walk time? Yeah. But I think at four o'clock in the morning, he was like, it's dark. I'm staying. Oh, yeah. Yeah. 
I think he knew it was raining too. Yeah, that's true. He does know rain. Been a heck of hell, hell, crazy thunderstorms last night. Crazy thunderstorms and so much lightning. A lot of lightning. A lot of close lightning. Some of the yeah. brightest lightning I've seen this side of the Mississippi. Yeah, very bright lightning. Um, so that's all been like uh, pretty interesting. Um, mm-hmm. What else has been going? On? I mean, that's really all that's been going on. For anybody wondering, I I just recently started my fourth playthrough of Red Dead Redemption. Had a tough night the other night where I I lost two horses, guys. He was very upset. In a row. He was really upset. Horsington passed. He was really sad. Tennessee Walker passed. I didn't rename the horse. It's just the breed of the horse. Um, and uh, let's just say I was not happy. Because Horsington was, I, I, with, you know, it's the beginning of the game. I used $150 of my $165 to buy this horse. How did Horsington die? <sighs> I mean, you, Guys, if you don't want to relive it, it's Horsington, okay. I took Horsington on some treacherous trail and we, we both fell. Oh, no. And uh, I got hurt pretty bad, and, and so did Horsington, but I didn't have any horse reviver on me. So this is a, what I'd like to say as a public service announcement. If you're hitting the trails, and you're heading up towards, like, the West Grizzlies, you know, why don't you stop off in Strawberry, go to the general store, get a couple horse revivers. Mm, you had to learn that the hard I way. I did. I so distraught, I tried to kill myself. I didn't have any dynamite. Oh, God. <laughs> So you can just, kill yourself in the game? Sure can. I tried to just... I was hoping that if I killed myself, I, when I respawned, my horse would be fine. Nope. Mm. If your horse is critically injured and you die, guess what? That horse is gone. No. So I then took a guy's horse. You're a horse thief? I, I, was, I had to be a horse thief. And then I rode up to the glaciers and found a white... Um, uh, a white Arabian horse, you know, supposedly one of the better horses in the game. I tamed him, found him in the wild, lassoed him, tamed him in the wild, broke him, put my saddle on him, on her, and now that horse is, is my current horse, uh, Betty White. <laughs> you are good at naming these horses. I love horses. Last horse was Michael J. Horse. In the last game. Don't forget about Pepper. Pepper and Pepper 2. Pepper and then Pepper 2 was in the second playthrough. Mm. And then, you know, through the playthrough, the third playthrough, it was mainly uh, Michael J. Horse. Yeah, he was a good one. So I'm trying to get this playthrough, guys. You understand what's happening here, right? So I get home at night. I get home from work at like 8 after leaving the house at 6. And, uh, you know, I get a little bit of time with Dory. Before she shuts down, her brain and body and the baby suck the life out of her by about nine or so. And then it's just me and uh, Arthur and Betty White (laughs) for a little bit. Just going to enjoy this time, guys. The baby's coming, I know. So everyone's going to write in and go like, you can't play these on the back hounds. So let's just savor this. I don't think any... In fact, I think people have said you can play video games when the baby comes. Guys, I don't think you know me well. We've slowly discovered over the course of the last, I don't know how long. I can't not work. 
I'm just not, I'm no longer wired in a fashion that allows me to be okay not working. I'm a workaholic. Yep. So, anyway, got a, got got the number of a hypnotist from somebody at work who has recently now gone three weeks without drinking. First time in uh, his life. He can't believe it. Like a switch got switched in his head. He's the third or fourth person to recommend this hub, hypnotist to me. So, that I feel like oh, Howie, you are the straw that broke the camel's back. And uh, we're going to do it. You called him? I mean, I, when am I going to have time until I'm done? I'm not going to have time until after, you know, uh, probably April 1st. I will just say, yeah. you are lucky that this baby does not seem to be coming early. That's the greatest gift that the baby has given us. What? <laughs> just stay in there. If the baby does stay in there for a while, I hope we're not then cursed with a baby who uh, doesn't sleep. <sighs> Was I a good sleeper? Do you know the answer to this? Any of our listeners, mom? Um, <laughs> tell me. I think I was a pretty good sleeper. Well, I hope that we were both. I hope that it, that all. Yeah. Did I have hair? I think so. I know John had a giant head of hair. My brother. Mm. For those of you following along, I think I had hair. Not John Marston, who was the other protagonist of Red Dead Redemption. Where I got where Donkey Kong. Why? Uh, honey, <laughs> you're talking like you're from Saint Denis. Anyone listening to this that also plays Red Dead Redemption will enjoy the reference. Everyone else is confused. <laughs> All right. Time to announce that we have notified the winner of the Fertility IQ contest. That was the contest where you would review a doctor that you went to for fertility. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hey, I'm going to ask you a question. How's your sock drawer looking? Is it scary? Maybe it's time for a spring cleaning and refresh. Bombas just dropped a bunch of absurdly soft new socks, tees, and underwear to help you get that drawer in a better place while doing a little bit of good. Look, when I open up my uh, sock drawer and I see a clean pair of Bombas sitting on top, not only do my feet sort of jump for joy, but like I can't wait to get them on my feet because I know they're going to be cozy. I know they're going to be the best socks in the house, and I know that they're going to keep me going all day long. They've got some great details that have been obsessed over, including the honeycomb arch support, which I love, anti-blister tabs, which I also love. What that is, it's a little bit of the heel that goes up a little, just a... Just a smidge higher, like in a, whatever the perfect amount higher is, that's how high it goes. Bombas has figured this out. Uh, and they've got cushioned footbeds that feel like little pillows on your feet. Not to mention the buttery soft tees and underwear with no itchy tags. Oh, I hate an itchy tag. And Bombas is like, don't worry about it. We do too. 
And look, the best thing about Bombas is that when you purchase an item, Bombas donates an item. That's right. Every time you buy their socks, tees, or underwear, you're also donating essential clothing to someone facing homelessness. To date, Bombas has donated over 100 million clothing items and counting. I mean, Bombas can make returns easy as well. I don't know why you'd return anything, because what? But they do have a 100% happiness guarantee. So if the dryer or your dog eats a sock, or if you're unhappy with your purchase for virtually any reason, they'll do whatever they can to replace it and make it right. Bombas has a spring collection out right now. That means new colors and new fun. That's right. They have garden party socks that bring the party to your feet. They got stripes. They got florals. They've got vintagey colored rib socks. You know those, like... You know, uh, stripes on the top of it. It's like, oh, hey, look at me. I'm a vintage uh, soccer player or track person. They've got those, too. And they even have a new pointel sock with a frilly cuff. You know, for all you frill seekers out there, folks, all I'm saying is you heard me talk about Bombas for years now. I don't know why you haven't done anything about it. Get comfy this spring and give back with Bombas. Head over to bombas.com slash adventure and use the code adventure for 20% off your first purchase. That's B-O-M-B-A-S dot com slash adventure. Use the code adventure at checkout. Trust me, your feel thank you. Deep purposes. And then uh, be awarded a little bit of uh, financial help. Yeah, we Fertility IQ gave $5,000 to a randomly selected person who left a review in the week that the contest was running. And were those, do 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 we know if the person who won was a listener? Yes, the person who won was a listener. And the person who won is currently undergoing IVF and is paying completely out of pocket. So they were extremely happy and grateful that they won. That is uh, great. Thanks again to Fertility IQ for sponsoring this contest. Thanks to everyone who entered. And yeah. That's so great. Yeah, it was all pretty great. All right. Business time. Please leave your Apple Podcast reviews. You know the Facebook group. It's facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash Excellent Adventure. And of course, our website is excellentadventure.com. And our Patreon is patreon.com forward slash Excellent Adventure. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter at ExcellentPod. And our email, of course, is Dorian Matt at Gmail or Matt and Dory at Gmail. We have a phone number. It's 413 461 baby. All these things are true. Uh, all right. We're going to pop back in um, half a mo. Uh, and hear from Kristen via the email. Oh, sure. Okay. Internet mail. Why is it called email? I mean, I get that it's electronic, but all right. BRB. All right, guys, we're back with the, uh, the promised email from Kristen with a Y. I like that spelling. Um, do you want to read it or should I read it? Uh, sure. I'll read it. She's been listening since episode one. First of all, thank you. Second of all, Way to go. She congratulates us on the pregnancy. We didn't really do much. The doctors did. Uh, my husband and I went through, this is a background on her. My husband and I went through three years of fertility treatments, including IVF. Ended up with three embryos. The first one did not take. And then we implanted the final two in two thir- 2013. Success. Pregnant with twins. Oh, I lost one of my little sweet ones around tw- 10 weeks. That is sad, but was able to carry the remaining twin. And he is now a smart and spunky four. And a half-year-old was stolen my heart. That's sweet. Uh, about two years after giving birth in, we decided to try IVF again. 
After a few years' time, ended up with two embryos. First transfer resulted in a chem chempreg. Can I say that? Chempreg? Okay. <laughs> it's the thing I just invented. We don't like it. We're not going to say that again. Uh, having the same week as ours. Oh, wow. Same as our chemical pregnancy. Uh, final embryo resulted in uh, pregnancy as well. Around 18 weeks pregnant, though, we learned son had a fatal condition would likely pass before birth not long after uh son was born uh, at peace 36 weeks this past august he will live forever continue to be enjoying my life i'm proud that i got to be his mother even for such a short time on earth that is very sweet and utterly crushing uh currently trying to decide whether or not if they'd like to attempt ivf again from uh, the beginning mm. or just call it uh, like a listener a few weeks ago, I too am dealing with feeling of sadness over possibly having no more children. It's funny that you're saying this, uh, Kristen. I mentioned this to two. I was talking about the having one to two people who have two at work, and they were like, "Don't, just the one. One is enough." <laughs> I was like, "Interesting thought." Um, did I just get another email from you? No, I just. What is happening? My phone is making bleep bloops anyway sorry everybody uh we'd love another child in our home but it's not so simple plus dealing with such a major loss could we go through this all again so much more simple than a simple decision to try to i'm sorry so much more than a simple decision to try to get pregnant the snap of a finger uh topic change i mean this is an abrupt topic change <laughs> i know you mentioned that you likely won't be reading many pregnancy slash baby books but i have a recommendation you might be interested in or not, just disregard. I really enjoyed the books. Expecting 411, Baby 411, Toddler 411. They were written in a format that was extremely easy to reference. Books are really straightforward, packed with information. And they're also interesting and easy to read and understand. Just gone back many times. That's a high marks for a book about pregnancy book slash baby book. Um, but was really acting up. Dory's not happy about it. Uh, Kristen, thank you for sharing your story uh heartbreaking and yeah i don't know that you're ever i don't know i don't know does the click you know how we talk about the switch going on when you decide you want to be pregnant does the switch mm -hmm. go off when you decide mm, no well i think it's hard when you have been struggling with infertility because you don't necessarily have the choice right yeah i mean that's less of a switch and more of like an acceptance right of what has happened yeah and like, how much more can we put ourselves through? And do you accept it? And yeah. I think that's something a therapist could be helpful. Yeah, in. I think that's a good point. Uh, I miss therapy. Granted, I went last week, but I still miss it. Are you going uh, to be able to go this weekend? No. I don't, I don't think so. I don't know. I, I'll be too busy. Honestly, I'll be too busy this weekend. <sighs> Keep going back to that email we got a few weeks ago about uh, scheduling a day off. Mm -hmm. And I keep thinking about it. Mm -hmm. I keep wishing I could do it. Mm -hmm. I just find myself not able to do it. There's too much that needs to get done. Anyway. What's Lisa doing? That's our next email, honey. Uh, but Kristen, thank you. Um. All right. Hi, guys. In the last podcast I listened to, you and a voicemailer were talking about the pros and cons of trying IVF 
After having the one baby you tried so hard to make, unfortunately, finances probably factor into those decisions. Do you think that healthcare policies will ever change in the U.S. to make that something we no longer have to worry about? No. Just curious if you think that there's any chance. Thanks for all you do, Lisa. Um, I think it's happening on the state level. Yeah. I don't think on a federal level. I don't it's think going it'll to happen, happen on a federal level. You know, because we got some. Uh, there's big money involved, and whenever there's big money involved, the uh, guess what? Big money wins. Yeah. C'est la vie. Yeah. In this Democratic Republic of America. <laughs> but you know they're trying to make it happen in California. Yep. Uh. And I think they're trying to make it happen in New York. Someone wrote in about that. Yeah, I think it's, you know, it's something that will can start at the state level for yeah. sure. It's going to have to because quite frankly, it's otherwise it's just not in the cards. Yeah. Um, Lisa, I, look, I hope it was, I wish it was different. I really do. We have a really, really, really messed up healthcare system out That's here. That's true. Just by the fact that they can charge whatever they feel like charging for whatever drug they patent and pass those savings on to no one <sighs> this next email is from amy i love it nice and short let's hear it in response to episode 217 all birth is not trauma i loved my birth i just wanted my births i just wanted to balance out this week's email or comment yeah i Good find luck. that people that are uh, that are uh, sur- surrogates mm-hmm. uh, tend to be people that had a good time with their birth because they want to do it again yeah yeah and they can yeah it's true um so amy agreed thank you for that perspective amy um we got another email about birth plans in general birth planet from the ersatz auntie Mm -hmm. that's what she calls herself it's mm-hmm. so great that you are so that you are open to so many possible birth options and possibilities. Going into a process like birth with rigid ideas about how it should be or parameters for success is a burden no woman or couple needs. Dory nailed it when she said her goal was delivering a healthy baby and not dying. Sure. You will have the rest of your lives to be parents, and that too will be a journey with many unpredictable turns. As women, we tend to hold ourselves to so many external and unrealistic slash unhelpful standards, beauty, fashion, size, shape, aging, or lack thereof. Add to this the notion that being truly successful means doing anything a man in the same field can do right through the last day of pregnancy and simultaneously behind the scenes matching the idealized unpaid I care work of 1950s stay-at-home moms. Oh, I see. <laughs> right. Yeah. Applying these generally unattainable and unhelpful standards to birth can leave women feeling. Way. Yes. A lot of hyphens in there. Yes. A <laughs> lot. Feeling disappointed in themselves and their bodies at a time that they need to rejoice and rally in welcoming their new baby, their role as mothers and their breastfeeding. If that's their choice, entering the birth process open to the possible supported by a doula and with a plan to labor as long as possible at home sets you up for a better experience than creating a detailed and rigid plan. Mm-hmm. One more thought about induction, a process I had until recently thought of as one to be avoided assiduously. Since your doctor is as level-headed and supportive, she would likely start an induction gradually, perhaps with a cervical softener, which could be enough to get you on your way. Maybe it's best to talk with your doula and doctor about what could happen if the doctor deems induction necessary before jumping to any conclusions about preferring a C-section. That is a good point. And one that I'm going to mention. Uh, please, we are, you know, we're going to meet our doula in a few weeks, so... Yeah. 
Something to discuss. Well, and that came up in the in the birth class when they went over induction methods. They discussed a few non-medicated induction methods. How long ago was that birth class? It feels like, let me just conservatively guess, 73 days ago? No. I think it was three weeks ago. <sighs> um, <laughs> oh, gosh. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to play a... Mm-hmm. Voicemail. Oh, that's exciting. Isn't it? Okay. It is. I like yeah. voicemails. I do too. Hi there. This is Annalise from Austin. Um, Dory, I just wanted to say thank you so much for saying your birth plan is really just have a healthy baby and don't die. Um, that was pretty much my birth plan too with both of my kiddos. Um, I ended up having two scheduled inductions um, that the first one took a long time and the second one went pretty quick. But um, you know, really, that's it. That's the goal. You want to be healthy and you want to have a healthy baby. And um, I know a few people who have clung on to those birth plans for a little too long and had some not so great outcomes. And then I know, I, you know, this could be just a personal thing that I think that maybe, you know, having a really set birth plan and then having things not go exactly how you are expecting because birth never goes exactly how you're expecting. Um, maybe that's some of the reason that people feel like they have traumatic births. I don't know. Um, and I'm not saying that that is always the case because I'm sure that it's not. Um, but, you know, it could be a contributing factor perhaps. Um, so I really think it's important for every mom to, to think and to realize that, you know, the, the worst outcome is that one or both of you die. And uh, anything beyond that is perfect. Um, and whoa, whoa, whoa. what if I okay. die? You're going to have a great, healthy, long life with that's this baby. And that's, that's the goal. So um, I just want to say thanks for, for pointing that out and for having that attitude because it's really important. And it's important to um, to model that for for everybody. So thanks for all you guys do. Um, congratulations and good luck. Thank you for calling. I appreciate that voicemail. Uh, I appreciate that voicemail as well. I'm glad that... uh, I'm glad that we seem to have the support structure in place and level-headedness throughout. Indeed. I'm (sighs) so glad no one has asked us to do a water birth (laughs) at home. You're like like obsessed with this. This seems like why add water? It's like uh, people are, you know, feel like water is just like it's the third danger level layer, you know. It's true. All right, I'm gonna play another voicemail. Okie dokie. Hi, Matt and Dory. I am Alicia from Fort Lauderdale in 800 square feet with just me and a dog. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was calling just to weigh in on the only child versus siblings uh, debate. I have a unique situation because I am my mother's only child, but I have two brothers with my dad. Mm -hmm. So when I'm with my mom, I am a spoiled brat only kid. And when I'm with my dad, we have a family. And like this weekend, for instance, I squeezed a lemon at my brother and then he shook up my beer and sprayed me with it. So we have a pretty... Fun sibling relationship. That was all in good spirits. I laughed about it. We were at the beach. Um, But I think that either way you go, you'll be happy because you make the best of your life. And 
you're happy in your situation if you want to be. Mm. So I love being an only child with my mom, and I love having my brother. I feel like I get the best of both worlds. But I do think I would be satisfied with my life had it gone either way uh, solely. So anyway, just wanted to weigh in on that. I hope you guys are having a great week. Talk to you later. Thank you. Thank you for that perspective. So many perspectives. <laughs> Sibling signal went out and she answered. We didn't actually put out a sibling signal. No, we didn't. All right. Uh, this next email is from Aaron. Hi, pause the podcast for a second to write in. I also had slightly low amniotic fluid with my first science baby pregnancy. Interesting. Like you, they didn't think it was an issue with the placenta, but I had been drinking tons of water, so it was a little puzzling. My doctor told me to try drinking electrolytes. She suggested coconut water, but gross. No yeah. thanks. <laughs> I went with Pedialyte, the powder tastes better, and Gatorade G2. Mm-hmm. I drank a gallon and a half a day total, water and electrolyte drinks, and it brought my amniotic fluid level up to normal. Apparently, water isn't actually very hydrating. I had to continue. Water would disagree. <laughs> I had to continue doing it the rest of my pregnancy to keep the levels up. I was eventually induced for low fluid four days, four days past my due date but was able to keep it up until then. So try electrolytes. Also, and just a note to say, high five on safe sleep. I had a friend whose three-month-old died sleeping in a swing. I'm sorry. And it totally freaked me out. So I've been a stickler for safe sleep with both of my kids and never had an issue with them not wanting to sleep on a flat surface. They don't know any different. Totally doable. Good luck with the rest of your pregnancy. So happy for you. Terrifying turns at every corner. It's parenthood. <laughs> We're not getting a swing. Can I get one for me? Sure. Great. You might get a flat head, though. I already have a pretty giant head. But is it a flat head? Uh, it feels flat sometimes. Mm. All right. You know, just like running out of juice. You're like, I have my head for flat. I don't think I can. I don't <laughs> want a flat head right now. Uh, well, thank you for that email, and I'm sorry to hear about your friend's baby. Uh, it was very agreed. sad. Wait, is there someone writing about their horse? Yes. Oh, my We're gonna God. Get to How that. convenient. We're going to get to that after the oh, break. Wait, look, I saw an, uh, an emoji, and I was like, whoa, is this, this is something that's going to be pretty interesting. Um, all right, we're going to take a short break, and then we'll come back to talk about horses. Thank you. Hi, everybody. We're back. I know. I know. These ads are wonderful because they support the podcast. So, look, maybe you're like, I don't know. I, I just I just want podcasts for with nothing. But talk, 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 talk. Guess what? Here's what you could do if you want. Help us out. All you have to do is click through the links that we have on the descriptions Helps out a lot. Let's see advertisers know you're an engaged listener and you're thinking, oh, check out care.com. Let me use the pro slash adventure. Or, hey, I have been thinking about a sleep number pad. Why don't I use sleepnumber.com slash adventure? I'm going to use it. Et cetera, et cetera. I've actually been on it this entire podcast <laughs> staring at a king-size sleep number bed. Oh, the luxury. Oh, uh, sweet, sweet sleep. <laughs> Honey, if we're going to pull the trigger on one of these beds, we should do it before the baby arrives, just so we can have one full night's sleep. That's a good idea. Thanks. 
Let's go to one of 575 sleep number stores. Oh, guess what? Glendale, uh, Century City. I'm oh, sorry, Glendale, Culver City, Santa Monica, Sherman Oaks. I've already looked it up, honey. Oh, boy. I know. Guys. We are going to make it happen. Anyway, back to your regularly scheduled regulars. Okay. Um, this is from Adrian. She says, we have a one-year-old IVF toddler, our second transfer after miscarrying a single Clomid baby, and then later twins from our first transfer. So many of your recent topics have resonated with me, including Red Dead Redemption. I'm in Chapter 6, and it's awesome. My well, horse's name is Bullet. You feed Bullet and treat Bullet well. Get it, Bullet? I do. I don't get it. I mean, you're firing bullets constantly off that guy. Oh. <laughs> The Milk Saver products, I use the Haka, life-changing, dads with PPD. My husband struggled deeply with it. And just all the many, many feelings that come after the terrible marathon that is infertility. Amen. It's legit. I will say. I also wanted to give validation and encouragement to you on what you've shared about the rock and play. I'm a pretty avid researcher and had no plans to use a rock and play, but gave into peer pressure in our sleep-deprived newborn life state on the miracle, that's in quotes, of the device. And while our daughter did sleep better in it during the short time we used it, it did give her a flat spot on her head. We worked with a physical therapist who told us she sees very many babies with flat spots due to rock and plays. Not that we needed further proof not to use them. They're not safe for sleep, but I just wanted to add that piece. I totally wish we hadn't used one. Why is everyone so anti-flat heads? <laughs> Upon the blessing of our pediatrician, we end up moving our daughter to her room and her crib at 10 weeks, which helped everyone get more sleep. And I did some research and we saw a licensed cranial sacral therapist to fix her flat spot. I don't know what that is. Sounds like a sham, but I'm on board. Side note, we also had the Docatot recommended, which I immediately sent back upon seeing on the label that it wasn't recommended for sleep. Well, boy, oh boy. Read those labels, everybody. So thank you for getting the word out. I feel like new moms are just throwing so much also, information. Also, if you're a licensed cranial sacral therapist that fixes flat spots, I was just kidding. You don't need to email. You've been certified by someone. I thought you were going to say that you wanted to consult with one. Well, my head is perfectly round. Okay. It's a seven and seven eighths. You seem just very interested. Unless I'm a little heavier, then it goes up to an eight. Oh, boy. Um, I also wanted to share that my husband and I are totally on our own. Our nearest family is several states away. Ah, we hear that. If I'm being honest, it has been a big challenge to us, but a growing one. We've learned to rely on our neighbors and friends and have fostered and grown a community of other parents. And we have some really great babysitters that we hire here and there for a date night. Look, Bo is going to be old enough to watch the baby, like, uh, soon. Oh, boy. I'm a firm believer in giving people a realistic picture of life, and I can't say it was easy, but we made it... would trick the baby into giving him onion rings. To a really good place. Oh, boy. Um... Anyways, I'm sure you've just been inundated with opinions lately, but I wanted to, I just wanted to thank you. My husband and I both appreciated your humor and honesty that have been shared as you walk through this journey, especially as we get ready to transfer what will hopefully be baby number two. Thanks for reading, Adrian. I love this, Adrian. A quote average. Oh boy. 2,700 square feet in Texas. And uh, she says, sorry. Could you imagine what we could do with two of these houses slapped together? A lot. Plus a shed. Also, she recommends um, a book that her pediatrician recommended, backed by the American Academy of Pediatrics, that gives a great overview of developmental milestones and what baby needs during each phase. It's more of a reference book, but it's been really helpful. And it's called Caring for Your Baby and Young Child, 6th Edition, Birth to Age 5. This book was actually also recommended in um, 
my safe, my evidence-based safe sleep Facebook group. And is anyone in your evidence-based safe sleep uh, Facebook group also an anti-vaxxer? No. Thank God. No, it's evidence-based. I know, but you can find evidence for anything on the internet. It's science-based. Ah, now we're talking. No, they they are against... I would like them to change the name to science-based. They are against anti-vaxxers. Of and, course. I mean, yeah, of course. A horse is, of course. Of course, of course. No one can talk to a horse. Of course, it is. Of course, unless the horse is a pain. There's also a growing it. community of uh, crossover eggheads and safe sleep evidence-based support group members look if we get one baby to not have a flathead our work is done we have taken money out of the mouth of one of these sacral cranial (laughs) certified experts and i don't know how i feel about that but i'm okay with it and i'm sure they would feel fine too because quite (laughs) frankly you know i guess if if they're working to round out every head we're helping All right. She doesn't understand me, this wife of mine. I do. She just, I just yammer. She doesn't stop me. But she tries to I stop was me, choking. And I just continue. I was choking. Oh, boy. They're going to come out of the woodwork. These cranial sacral certified therapists are going to just pour over uh, uh, okay. our email box. Like All a, right. I'm going to read this next email okay. from Holly. Uh, hi, Dorian Matt. I just want to commiserate with you about all the people who tell you that you're going to change your mind about sleeping when you have a baby. This is the thing that drives me nuts about parenting. The number of people who look down at you condescendingly and say, you'll change your mind. Just wait and see. This By morning. the way, I've had a number of people recently. You know, I work on the show. The show, you know, I mean, how many people work on the show? Let's say the crew and... 200? Let's just shoot a ballpark out there. Yeah. So let's say it's 150 conservative uh you know so there's a lot of people out there parents you know it, it, it really like uh, I, I whinge when they tell me you know we started like that we started sleeping you know without the baby and the well actually i know i think what i'm mostly hearing is like oh man the sleep is terrible you know we sleep i sleep with the kid blah 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 blah, blah, blah. i'm like huh <laughs> And it takes everything in my being not to go. Well, that's on you. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, look, as, as we continue this journey and I start my dad podcast about dads who can't stop working, um, you'll find out what's happening with our sleep. Um, or we just keep doing this. I don't know. This irks me to no end. I have four kids, and while my parenting has definitely evolved over the years, it isn't a result of a shift in my fundamental parenting values or ideals simply because I have a kid. If you say a rock and play, whatever that is, isn't going to work for you, then fine. Why are people trying to change your mind? People can tell you here's what worked for me, but they need to let go at that point and not feel attacked if you make a different choice. True. Thank you, Holly. Mm, Unless the truth is not, your choice is not based in science. Then I have some problems with you. Um, Guys, the earth is round. We landed on the moon. <laughs> okay. Um, people, those are, those are the only two things I believe. Everything else that you think is a conspiracy probably is. Just kidding. Chemtrails. Guys, okay. that's just gonna, water you know vapor. What? I'm going to keep is just reading water this email. You know how people of... say, complain that you interrupt me? 
this is what's happening. Oh. Okay. People will never stop with this, by the way. I recently put together a charging station in our front room for all the family's devices. Since it has been recommended for internet safety that all devices get stored in a central location at night. Oh, this is one of these other things that is non-science based. Anyway, go ahead. There's what? empirical evidence. No, this is what they're saying. You just store these things. That, oh, is she not talking about people who think Wi-Fi gives you a brain She's tumors? not talking about that. She's <laughs> talking about for kids. Holly, so you and I so your kids aren't are looking back on good terms. So your kids aren't looking at their devices when you're not around. Gotcha. Our school, district pro, our school district provides iPads and MacBooks, which I'm not at all happy about, but that's another story. I was pretty proud of how it turned out. Then I hosted book club, and some of the women commented on it. Oh, no. What'd they say? Most were complimentary, but one lady who I'd only met once before, oh boy. just went off on my, on me about how stupid it was because my kids could just sneak down and get on their devices at night. <laughs> that is dumb. You think that your children will listen to you? You are a real dum-dum. I said I was pretty sure my kids were not doing that. And Thanks, she, stranger lady. She laughed in my face and told me that my kids were most certainly lying to me about it. She didn't know me or my kids, and she made this judgment call that they were being deceptive and that my cute little charging station was dumb. I was humiliated and it ruined my night, even though everyone else liked it, as well as the book I chose that night, A Man Called Ove, if you were wondering. Anyway, the point of this long story is that people will always find reasons to question your parenting decisions, and for some reason, it makes them feel attacked, even when they've nearly grown teens. Just be ready for that. I mean, I don't know if I can be ready. There's so many things you're all asking us to be ready for. (laughs) And quite frankly, look, I can't even get a couch moved. Uh, you also have to get that Tdap vaccine. Speaking of vaccines, it's on. It's right here. Yeah. It's right here. I put it on a post-it next next to how to pronounce uh, uh, Patreon uh, member over on TNC Samuel Rebichel. That is print. That is right there. That's post-it Samuel. In case you're wondering, you are in my office on a post-it <laughs> in front of my monitor. I was wondering what that was. That's exactly what that is. All right. Here's a voicemail. Hi, Matt and Dory. This is Danielle from Milwaukee. Um, I was calling because I was listening to your podcast about um, the Wonder Weeks, uh, the episode about the Wonder Weeks, and I do agree that it's kind of bullshit. I downloaded it, and, you know, it's not a free app. I think I paid like five bucks for it, um, and I didn't really find it all that useful, and then I kind of forgot about it. So, yeah, I'd probably skip that one. But one app I do want to recommend um, is the Baby Connect app. Um, again, it's not free, but this one I highly recommend. Pause for one um, it's really just an app for tracking. Hang on. Here's my guess on what Baby Connect is. All right? You hit the sync button on your baby, and a light blinks. Then you go into Bluetooth on your phone, and you connect to the baby. See if I'm right. Hit play. What if our baby doesn't come with Bluetooth? We should have upgraded at California Fertility Partners. We forgot. It's probably, I bet there was another package that included Wi-Fi baby and parking. Oh, no. And we just didn't pay for it. That's so not like you. <laughs> it is not like me. All right, here Guys, we go. Guys, I like the top of the line in wives and guitars. Hey. <laughs> Feedings, diaper changes, naps, things like that. Um, it's really helpful to share with your partner or with any other child care providers that you'll have. I mostly used it um, for nursing because you could keep track of, you know, like what side and how long 
um, or if they took a bottle and how long and, you know, but if you have a child care provider, they can put diapers that were changed and how long they slept and things like that. And it's just a really good way to keep track of all of that. So, again, it's the Baby Connect app. I think it's like 4 or $5 and worth every penny. Um, I hope you guys are getting excited for your new little guy, and I can't wait to hear how it all goes. Uh, congrats. Bye. Thank Bye. You. I will say that the baby, you know, the Dory put a picture up on her Instagram. Was that for was that a was that a regular post what? or was that a story? Which picture of Bo and the baby's? Oh, that was a regular dome. post. So people can go look at it if they yeah. want to. Um, it's just Bo, literally with his chin on the <laughs> coffee on the table. coffee table, lounged on our ottoman. Joybird ottoman, <laughs> staring at this. I don't know what what is that? It's a baby dome. A baby dome, staring at a baby dome. A baby dome. A lot of people didn't seem to know what a baby dome was. I think it's a new product. It is safe for sleep. Phew. It is basically like a super portable pack and play in the shape of a dome, and it has a sun canopy with yeah. SPF. So which is great because you would what you what we probably intend to do is probably take our baby out to open fields and leave it there exactly while we just circle it. While we frolic in the field. Yeah. Um, no, you could like, you could sit outside with the baby. You could take the baby like on a picnic. You could go to the beach. All those things we you love know to us. do. <laughs> we are kings of picnics and beach. Well, Dory's the queen of those things, but Matt. I like a picnic and a beach. So I will be taking the baby. But, you know, with the baby, I probably In his will dome. <laughs> anyway. By the way, the baby will not have a flat dome either. No, he will not. Um, you know, people, the, the vet tells us to set up nursery stuff. Everyone's been telling us for Bo's benefit, we need to set up the nursery, but that has not been able to happen. But I was like, Ooh, an egghead sent us a baby dome. (laughs) Oh my God. Did that come from an egghead? Yeah, it came from an egghead. You guys, you're all, you know, everyone that we can find their dress of is getting handwritten. Thank you notes. Yeah. Just be patient. Um, it's going to take, you know, it's going to, obviously, you know, you've heard me not move a couch for the last eight months so it's coming we are so appreciative and um we are gonna we're gonna be you know luckily dory's involved so things happen that might not happen at the speed of dory because matt's there to be a big old speed bump um but uh yeah we're just so it's so sweet and appreciative uh, meanwhile, uh, so let's just, yeah. That, so that, I was like, ooh, so I can set this up. This is small. So I set it up in the living room. And Bo was like, hmm, what is that? Skeptical. <laughs> Very skeptical. But then he didn't really care about it. He sniffed it a couple times. But that picture, that was the first time that it felt real to me. Was that picture? Really? Yes. You know, even the ultrasound, it's like, it's an ultrasound. But this is like our dog in our house staring at a thing that will also be in our house. That will have a baby. Right. Not not Dory's uterus, which we don't spend a ton of time in. That's true. But the living room, certainly, you know. Well, and I'm also wondering if he thought, like, is this for me? Am I supposed to get in there? I'm sure he thought, do I like this enough to sleep in it? <laughs> I mean, it's not bow size. <laughs> no, well, I think that's that's funny, but it's, but yeah, go check that picture out. That was, uh, yeah, 
Yeah. Let's see if we can get that picture up to 5,000 likes, guys. Oh, boy. Comment also, and don't forget to hit the bell icon. Oh, no. Honey, it's not on YouTube. Ooh. It's on Instagram. This is embarrassing. This is awkward. All right, honey. Let's let's hit the... uh, Let's hit the home stretch. Oh, my God. There is no home stretch. Oh, there is. Holy crap. There's a lot to do. There's there's two more emails and three more voicemails. I see one, two, three, four voicemails and two more emails. That's I don't know. The, I don't know if we're going to be able to get to all this, guys. It's very late. Well, we definitely and have Dory to. Dory usually fades, but guess what? Matt's fading. I, I definitely want to read this email from Lucy. We're also going to have to record early next week anyway, so we might want to punt a couple of these to the next week's Okay. Pod. You know what? We actually don't need to read the last email, but I do want to read this email because it's an important update from Lucy, who has been graciously keeping us updated for the last few months about her That's baby. That's true, yeah. Um, okay. I don't know if you guys remember. This would be, um, is Lucy the one who had the uh, pre-birth um, issue that they noticed in the... Yes, I was just about to say that, but then you interrupted me. Oy, this is, again, why people cannot stand Matt Myra. You know, it's just men. N- no. Yeah, men interrupt. I'm bad at it from a podcasting standpoint, regardless of gender. Take a listen to James Bonding or Star Trek The Next Conversation. Yeah, but I think when you're podcasting with a woman, which you don't do that often, it's even more glaring. Oh, it might be more glaring, but I assure you, I interrupt no, I, I know, I know that you are an equal opportunity interrupter. Yes. But I think when you interrupt a woman, it's... Well, maybe that's not true. Oh, what? Okay. Stop it. <laughs> oh, God. All right. Lucy, yes, Lucy's been keeping us updated. She found out um, that her baby was going to be born with some pretty major issues. And we had initially referred her, people wrote in and suggested several Facebook groups for babies that had the same issues. And, um, and this is her latest update. Five days after I wrote my last email, my little boy decided it was time to arrive into the world. Our son Noah was born on Monday, February 18th weighing one pound, 12.9 ounces at 27 weeks gestation. Wow. As soon as he was born, he had an echo of his heart, ultrasounds of his brain and stomach, and it turns out his anatomy is a little more unique than we even thought. The GI issue of his esophagus not connecting to his stomach was correct, but also gets a little more complicated. It turns out our son also has an imperforate anus. Mm-hmm. His large intestine is there, but his rectum doesn't quite connect to his anus. My son doesn't have a butthole. I mean, that might just be the next step in human evolution. He does, however, have a cute little dimple in its place. <laughs> he needs to be two and a half pounds before he can have surgery for a G-tube for feeding and a colostomy bag for waste removal. Then once he's a little older, maybe after nine months or so, he can have both issues repaired completely. And yes, he will still need open heart surgery on top of all of this. He will need surgery to correct a large hole between the lower two chambers of his heart. But again, he is still too small for repairs at this age. Hmm. I will finish this by saying he's tiny but healthy overall, and I'm happy as long as he's happy. Thank you, Matt and Dory, for getting the signal out there the first time. The Facebook support groups have been awesome. I wish you all the best in your pregnancy, and I hope this last trimester goes smoothly and you get to meet a happy little baby boy of your own this April. That was very sweet. (sighs) Thank you, Lucy. Lucy, thank you for the update. We uh, are really uh, pulling for Noah. Yeah. I'm hoping for the best. 
And, you know, to the extent that you want to, keep us posted. Yeah. Again, up to you. Yeah, totally up to you. No press. No press, as I was saying. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Oh, no. My turn. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Okay. Dory. Hi, Matt and Dory. This is Sam from Cleveland. I just wanted to start off with saying a huge congratulations to you, too. Thanks, Sam. I've been listening to you since the beginning, and I'm just so excited for both of you to finally be parents. Um, I just had a few different questions that are mostly unrelated to the other. Um, I wanted to ask about what the future of the podcast is. Like, It seems like week after week, Dory hints at what might be the end of the podcast, but I'm not really sure if you have thought out a plan for that. Um, my second question is, what drove both of you to live in Los Angeles? Um, I'm finishing up my undergrad here in May, and I was just kind of like feeling out the idea of moving to California just hmm. for fun. Um, I don't really have a plan beyond that. Um, yeah, so if you could just play this on the podcast and answer these questions, that'd be Totally great. So excited to see you both be parents. All right. Bye. Oh, Dude. Thanks. Second of all. Look, you, that, the, what you just said right there, that's the right attitude to come to L.A. Is it? Yes. The whole like, man, I don't, you know, just say anything might be fun. Because that is like a person who literally is doing it just for the experience of doing it right that is the kind of person who can come out here and be anything they wind up being Mm. not someone who's coming out here with the hopes and dreams of stardom or becoming the next you know caruso or the next matt myra real estate guy Mm -hmm. that no one comes out here wanting to be that (laughs) and if you are thinking about that let me just warn you it's not great it's not great being memoir. Um, it's very busy. Uh, At least you have a great wife. A great wife, great guitars. So if that's what you're after, come on over. What about Bo? He's fine. Oh. A little licky sometimes. Very. I uh, got him to stop licking. Though. Very aggro. And by aggro, I just mean agitated when we start doing podcasts. <laughs> it's very strange. Um, so by that token, it's like, here's, that's a decent attitude. Here's the thing, for. Sam. California is very expensive. Mucho. LA has gotten crazy expensive rent-wise. Plus, you have to factor in the fact that you need a car. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, I, I, I think it's a lot cheaper. I mean, it's, I think it's a lot more expensive, especially than Cleveland. So, you might have some sticker shock. That's, yeah. Um, so, I would say I would only move out here if you're able to have some savings that you can bring out here. Or if you're thinking about going to grad school out here. Yeah, or grad school. Um, Your other question about what the future of the podcast is like, I hint about it week after week because I don't know what what to do. Yeah, we're kind of lost in this like cycle of podcasting. Like This uh, seemingly endless cycle of podcasting. And, and, you know, we could, you know, call up uh, the uh, good folks who who help us with ads and say, you know what? Stop. Mm-hmm. But we haven't done that. And part of why we haven't done that is because my internal brain fears uh, never working again. Mm. Always. So 
I like to keep pots on the stove. I mean, I think also like it, it does help us process things. It's certainly, you know what? I would miss the time that Dory and I have committed to speaking to each other. Yeah. For sure. Because like that. we don't get that much of it. No. I mean, I never people are like, how's Dory doing? I'm like, I, don't, I barely have seen her awake because I come home so late and uh, I leave so early. Right. So. So, yeah. So I'd miss that. But then it's like, what is the podcast? Yeah. I mean, do we have to completely rebrand it? Right. And then like change the like go hey guys subscribe to this new feed right i don't know matt and dory's parenting adventure (laughs) is real trippy oh boy so sam you're right we've been hemming and hawing hemming and hawing hawing and hemming yeah i can tell you this with great authority if you're you, you will never miss us because Every there will be plenty of opportunities to hear Dory and I on podcasts. True. And yeah, we have no plans to stop doing Forever Thirty Five. And you'll I, be doing Star Trek until you die. I, I'm look. I'm cursed with uh, Andy Secunda. He is. Mm-hmm. He is my. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm trying to think of a of a of a, of a some sort of. Uh, I cannot. I have nothing. My brain is mush. All right. And well, by mush, I mean mush. On that note, but I thank you for your voicemail. It was a great, it was a nice voicemail. Um, I think we are going to end things there. All right, but not before we debut the chosen name of our son, Franklin Delano Roosevelt the Eighth. What if it was? That'd be very weird. <laughs> the Eighth Myra. Shafrir the boy? This is a very <laughs> long name. Now we are still, we're hemming and hawing on that too. So stay tuned. Although we did promise your mom that she would find out about the name from us and not from the podcast. Oh, I'm glad someone made that promise because I, was I around for that? She texted us. Hi, mom, I'm sorry. I'm very busy. And, uh, you know, we're on different coasts. So, like, when I finally have a minute, I'm like, well, she's for sure sleeping. So, ships in the night. Hmm. Ships in the night. Although, look, if time zones uh, went vertically rather than uh, longitude. Yeah. Good point. Wait. Latitude. rather. If they went longitude rather than latitude... He's making some strange spherical hand gestures, hand gestures of the <laughs> of a globe because the earth is round good news everybody okay uh you know just a reminder you can support us on patreon get up to two bonus episodes per month at patreon.com slash excellent adventure and if you support us at the five dollar level or above you will get your name read on the podcast a lot, lot of guitar playing on that last one and i apologize for that as well and you'll also get the back catalog of the Patreon episodes if you support us there. Here we go. With our, our Gold Circle supporter, Diane M. Martin, who has been Gold Circle supporting us since the get-go. Yeah, thank you, Diane. Diane, how are you? I haven't seen you in a long time. Um, Caroline Land. Frederick Roa. Greg Watchorn. Jennifer H.S. Judy. By the way, did you know that Frederick Roa, Roa I have been 
correctly pronouncing yes, his name in Rwanda. I think Rwanda. you've mentioned this. No, just to you in uh, your office. Oh. When I excitedly found out on Star Trek the next mm-hmm. conversation. So mm-hmm. I'm letting the rest of our listeners know. Well, thank you. Uh you said Greg Watchhorn, didn't you? And I said Jennifer H. S. We and did that. I said Judy. Oh, Lauren Gleason. Melanie Melody Balthazar. Tara McAlfrish. Tyler Rosewood. Uh Karen Thakershi. Abba N. Alan L. Alec Meredith and Fletcher Babel. Allison Dean. Melissa Stokes. Allie Morin. Amanda Lady. Amy. Amy Giles. Amy Sharon. Andrea McCarroll. Andy Pavlik. Angel Rivera the Third. Hi, Angel. Uh, Angie James. Anne Kaylee. Anne Real. Anon E. Mouse. Uh, anonymous two more times. April Cherry. Ariana Perry. Arthur Finney. Ashley Cicel Lee. Honey, did I read Finney right? Yeah. I don't have my glasses on, so you it could have been Flinny. No, you read it correctly. Cool. Ashley Meller. Audrey Watson. Aurora and Zelda Science Twins. Becca Foster. Hey, Ben. He's got a PhD. Brett Jarrett. Uh, Brittany Bonanza. Bruno Macias. CJ. Captain Velvet Thunder. Carly Moore. Carolyn N. Kathy Hill. Chinami Worth. Chris Dybel. Christina Turner. Christine M. Christy Mags. Danielle Keller. Kohler. Sorry. Daphne Danielle. Powers. Uh, Darlene Estremera. Hang on. Darlene Estremera. Darlene. Estremera. Est- thank you. Deify plums. I do often. <laughs> uh, Edwana Morgan Bodo. Edwina. Edwina Morgan Bodo. 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 Elizabeth Gerardo. Emily McNaughton. Erica Brown. Aaron Gudge. Here comes the Gudge. Courts in session. Aaron Turley. Evelyn Schmelin. Greta Truitt. Hannah Crowder. Heather Nelson. Helen R.B. And Hoot and Waddle. Thank you, everybody, so much for listening to this podcast and for continuing to support us. Uh, You want to help us out? Go ahead and click through those links in the description that Dory has so carefully plotted out. Indeed. Uh, We'll see you all next week for an adventure I like to call How Busy is Matt? Yeah, but you know what? This coming week is your last week of work. We think... (laughs) anything could happen okay anything literally and that's the beauty of the podcast see you guys bye bye hold up what was that boring no flavor that was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com.